Good evening, good evening, and welcome to midweek. I am just going to make sure that we are good because we had just a problem today. So let us make sure we are good. Here we go. All right. <clears throat> Just taking a minute for our feed to come up, but we should be good. There we go. Just make sure my volume is good. All right. Okay. As folks are coming in, uh, just come on in and say hello. Let me just turn my volume up a little bit. All right. Okay. All right. Good. I think we're good. If you can hear me. Ah, there we go. Good evening, Mr. Ivan. Good evening, Nasha. God bless you. Uh, Y'all can say hello to each other and uh, say hello to uh, so I can greet you. I'm just going to put on this video real quick and let this play. This is our announcements. Uh, so just go ahead and uh, say hello, greet one another, pretend like you're walking into church. Amen. I'll be back with you here in just a few minutes.
let me check our um let's check it again hold on just a sec we're transitioning back between two types of software today let me check Ah, we're good. That's loud. Let me check our, um, <laughs> that's loud. Let's check All right. it again. Hold on just a sec. Ah, well, hello. Back <laughs> like he's in church. Hubs Ivan, Hubs Pastor Jack. Ah, we're good. Hubs that's Pastor loud. Pastor Maria, Hubs Pastor Henry. <laughs> that's Fist loud. pound Eric. All right. <laughs> Ah, well, hello. No hugs, right? <laughs> like he's in church. Hugs, All right. Ivan, hugs, Pastor Good morning, Jack, Miss. Uh, hugs, good evening, Pastor Mr. Maria, Craig. Hugs, welcome. Pastor Henry. Tracy, Henry. Eric. <laughs> Eric. Let's see, who else did I miss? No hugs, right? I said Nisha. <laughs> All right. I said Mr. Good morning, Ivan. Miss. Uh, good evening, All Mr. Right. Craig. Welcome. Okay. Tracy, Henry. <laughs> he said yes. Eric. Let's hug. All right. Who else did I miss? Well, welcome tonight. Nisha. Thank you for joining us. I said Mr. I'm just going to switch this over. All right. Okay. So I can <laughs> he said, see yes, what I'm doing go. here. All right. All right. Well, welcome tonight. Thank you for joining us. I'm oh, just going to switch double this here. Over. Hold on one sec. And so I can see what I'm doing here. All right. Oh, we're double here. Hold on one sec. All right. That should be better. Let me know if that's better. I think this should be good. Let's just check. Let me know if this is better. Still here too? Can you hear me at all? <laughs> all right. One. And um my camera's a bit off today, so hopefully um we'll be good as we go throughout right around uh like the 20 mark or whatever. Uh it kept going off on me today. So hopefully. It will be better. Let's see what happens. I have another camera coming tomorrow because I don't know what's happening. But anyway, we are here together. Thank you for coming. Uh, let's uh, pray and let's get started. Father, we thank you for this time together. I thank you for everything that you are doing in our lives. We're so grateful to you. We're so thankful for your mercies, which are new every morning. We thank you for your leadership in our lives. We thank you for the victory that you share with us. We thank you, Father, for uh, just everything that you've put in place for us. And we just give honor and glory to you for bringing us in, inviting us in to be partners, uh, into partnership with you and into companionship with you. You created us for fellowship, and we want to fellowship every opportunity we can. And so we thank you. For the opportunity to do so we bless your name and we praise you today and give you all the honor and all the glory in jesus name amen uh you could just let me know if if something comes up and you can't hear all right um let's cancel this out cancel this out and this all right now I'm okay here we go i think we should be good all right. Now I just made me darker. Oh, well, we're going to get this. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, so 
today I um, am thinking about a few things. Um, and I think uh, morning prayer this morning, we just had a wonderful time. And um, I started out today in that way. And I think that's probably part of the reason um, it was just a, a wonderful morning. So, and I'll tell you, I'll, I'll explain to you why, and, uh, there's a reason I'm sharing this with you, but, um, I, uh, I'm, I'm, so this is a busy week for us. So we have, um, on Saturday, we have our board annual board meeting, and then, uh, we have, uh, we're excited. Eric and I are excited about Saturday evening for those of you who haven't signed up yet. Uh, sign up, uh, just or come, just come to uh, the Valentine's thing at, at Craig and Nasha's. Uh, message them for the address and come and be a part of it. It's an opportunity for us to get together, Amen. And so come and be a part of that. And then uh, that's at 5 p.m. on Saturday. And uh, bring your spouse, uh, and we're excited about it. So that's a fun thing we get to do. Of course, we have service on Sunday. I have a leadership team meeting on Monday that we're preparing for along with, uh, other meetings, uh, you know, with the town, a couple things going on for next week. So it's been busy. It's been a busy, uh, few days and I'm glad for that. I am very glad, um, because this means that, uh, God is, is, is working and we're not staying stagnant. God doesn't stay still and we don't either. Amen. Uh, we should always be moving and progressing and advancing in him. And so, um, that's why I'm glad we can always come together and do this and uh, participate uh, where you are, uh, participate, you know, uh, part God uses people who participate. Uh, I'm learning this people and who people who he uses are blessed people. They're happy people. And so uh, participate anytime you have opportunity um, in seeking the Lord about what to do. I feel led to encourage you uh, concerning the things that he encouraged me about today. And, uh, and I'll tell you how it started and then, uh, we'll just go in that direction and, uh, it, it won't take very long. Um, but last night before bed, as we typically do, we listen to brother Moore, uh, brother Keith Moore, our pastor Keith Moore, uh, this week is the greater faith conference there in Sarasota, Florida. And so typically though, at, in the evening, I don't like to listen to the music and all that. I just want to hear the messages. I'm going to sleep. So I'll just play one of the messages. Uh, but I wanted to hear that conference and they didn't have it uploaded yet to the site. So I had to go on YouTube. And so you get the whole service. And usually again, I'll fast forward. If you know, Pastor Keith, his messages don't go less than an hour. Most times it's an hour and something. Uh, so by that time I may fall asleep. And so, um, I put that on and then I, I felt just back it up a little bit, just back it up. And so I backed it up a little bit to where before the offering, where Phyllis, uh, Pastor Keith's wife, uh, Pastor Phyllis was talking about a situation where they had uh, every right to take legal action uh, concerning something that had happened uh, in their ministry with some property. And so she shared that, you know, they had every right to do it, but they felt led by the Lord. They didn't hear an audible voice, but in their heart, they heard, don't do anything. Uh, it's not over yet. Let it go. And this went on for a year or two. And then the situation turned out in their favor so much so that if they had taken legal action, it would have never happened this way. I mean, they could have never made this happen if they had taken legal action. And so, um, they ended up, um, 
not taking action and it worked out. So she, then she had two other pastors come up or two other ministers come up and, and one was great and everything. But the one that really caught my attention and I couldn't sleep while I was listening to this was, uh, from Canton, Ohio. We know his ministry very well. And he, uh, he was talking about a property that they were in and they were moving to another property. Uh, in fact, it was a 298,000 square foot building. Very small, very small. They were leaving, I think, a 39,000 square feet place, going into a 298,000 square foot building, which actually was the old Hoover plant there in Canton, Ohio. And he shared how um, the, the same situation, this the, this was examples, what Phyllis likes to do is examples of different things that God leads her to. And this one was about when you have every legal right to do what you do, but then God tells you not to, right? And so this was just examples of that. And so um, the pastor shared how they, when they were planning to purchase the property, the people in the city got word of it. And a senator, very important senator, came to his office and opened a set of plans like blueprints, opened it up on his desk and said, just so you know, this business is going in this building not your church. And he was like, well, <laughs> thank you very much. And so then, you know, the Senator left and then his board members, one of them received a call from a lawyer, a judge, not a lawyer, a judge who said, um, just so you know, we heard you all are trying to purchase the building. A church is not going in the old Hoover plant. That's not what's going in there. This is what's going in there. So just so you know, if it comes to my courtroom, which it will, I'm going to vote against it. And so they were like, oh, okay. So it ended up not going to court, but it did go to auction. And I think he said there were four other businesses, four to eight other businesses. I can't remember, but four to eight other businesses and one church, which was them. And so they outbid everyone. They offered uh, eight. They bid uh, eight point one million for the property, and they they won. And so they got it. And and you know and it, so many things happen uh, during that time. And you know so that's a huge thing when you're believing God for a two hundred and ninety eight thousand square foot building. But you know in the middle of that they started two more campuses. <laughs> They launched two more churches while they were buying that 200 and paying off that 200, that $8 million thing. And that was, I believe, 08 was when that started and they paid it off in 2019, I think he said. 8 million, eight point, it was 14 million, uh, but they already had some they needed and they offered 8.1. So I'm like, praise the Lord. So those kind of things uh, just bless me. And I was thinking about, because in every instance, um, the lawyers told them you have every right to, to go to court because, you know, in the last one, it's discrimination. Uh, then uh, they were told by their faith friends, do it, go to court, do it. Uh, you know, the, the system will say you're right. But each one of them felt in their heart, mm -mm, we're not doing that. Uh, this is what the Lord says for us to do. And so they continued to obey God and it turned out better for them than they could have ever imagined. Uh, and so there was a whole lot more, but I went to sleep with that, uh, after the, you know, the message came on and everything, and it was a wonderful message. Uh, but when I woke up this morning and I was praying in the spirit a little while, and then I sat down to, you know, do my, uh, little studying and I just, 
couldn't get away from the thankfulness in my heart to the Lord uh, for his favor with town officials. We don't have judges and 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 town officials coming to us and 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 working against us. We really don't. And so um I thank God for that. I, I just had a thankfulness in my heart that I had to express to the Lord. I've I've had that, but after hearing that, I was like, man, I just thank God for his favor with the Dighton town officials. And the favor of God is a scriptural thing, Um, right? I mean, uh, you find many instances in the word of God concerning his favor, and it's a promise from him to us. And uh, we see in Daniel, I was I was thinking of Daniel and chapter one and verse nine, it says, God granted Daniel favor and compassion with the official. Another translation says, God brought Daniel into favor with the chief of the courts. Uh, Psalm 512 says, for you bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover him with, a fa- with favor as a shield. I, I, I just know favor is a blessing of the Lord. Favor is a blessing from the Lord. Amen. And so from the moment we decided to obey the Lord and sell the property, we've experienced favor with the town concerning this whole building project. Um, this week, once again, uh, we've seen the favor of God working in a way that I would have never imagined. And so we'll be able to give a full testimony of that within the next week or two. Uh, But for today, I just had to take the time and express my thankfulness to God for his favor. And I ask you, as members of Father's House Family Church, anytime you think about this guy, anytime you look at this, anytime you think of this building project, Anytime I hold this thing in my hand and fidget with it all the time. Anytime that you do that, just say, thank you, Lord, for your favor. And we thank God and we praise him in faith. We do that. But you're, you're thanking him for what is because this it's happening every day regarding when you have town officials calling you out of the blue to ask you how it's going to, to what do you need from me? What We have the favor of God working for us, church. And so um, don't, don't just think it and be thankful in your heart, but take a minute to express it. Express your thanks to God for his favor and believe that his favor is not just covering this whole project but it's covering your whole life too. It's covering your whole life too. Because there's a spiritual connection between what happens in the church that God sends you to and he has you in uh, and your personal life. There's a spiritual connection. And so, especially if you've sowed seed and you've got seed in the ground towards a particular project. And so if the project is covered with favor, so are you. 
so is your life if you've sowed into that project. And so don't let that seed go unwatered. This is, this is, this is what I've been just today, just kind of, woo. Yeah. Don't let that seed go unwatered. You begin to open your mouth and thank God concerning his favor in your life. Don't let that seed uh, die, water it, and you can get in on it, on the reward of that. If you'll use your faith, you can get in on it. And so as I was thanking the Lord, I was directed to Psalm chapter 90 and verse seven, which says, let the favor of the Lord, our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands. Yes. Establish or confirm the work of our hands. And may the Lord, our God, show us his approval and make our efforts successful. Yes, make our efforts successful. That was uh, in the, I believe, New King James and then in the New Living. Another translation says, give us success in all we do. And then another one says, let the favor of the Lord, our God, be upon us and prosper for us the work of our hands prosper the work of our hands. And it's like in exclamation points, the favor of God will cause the work that we do for him to prosper and be successful. Amen. Uh, you have the favor of God working in your life. Glory to God. After meditating on Psalm chapter 90 and verse 17 for a little bit, I was led to Ephesians chapter one, verse 11. This is in the King James in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. And I wrote this down. God works out everything in agreement with the counsel and design of his own will. Hallelujah. I'll read this verse in the message, verse 11 and 12. It's together in the message, Ephesians 1. Listen to this. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us had designs on us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose he is working out in everything and in everyone. I looked at verse 11 in the lexicon and it's translated uh, when it talks about um, God works out everything, when it talks about um, according to the purpose and it, it says, he has a resolved plan, purposely arranging all physical circumstances, which guarantees every scene of life works to his eternal purpose. We see this every scene of life in more detail. And here's where I went. I'm just taking you where God took me today. 
Because at the end of this, okay, <laughs> I won't get ahead of myself. Psalm 139, verse 13 to 16. And read it out of the message. All right. Psalm 139, verse 13 to 16. It says, oh, yes. You shaped me first inside, then out. You formed me in my mother's womb. I thank you, high God. You're breathtaking. Body and soul, I am marvelously made. This throws the abortion debate out the window. I'm sorry, but if you are a Christian, this throws it out the window. <laughs> God, you're bre breathtaking. Body and soul, I am marvelously made. I worship in adoration. What a creation. You know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made bit by bit, how I was sculpted from nothing into something like an open book. You watched me grow from conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life all prepared before I'd even lived one day. Hallelujah. <laughs> I could jump around right now. Did you see that? All the stages of my life were spread out before you. Before I've even lived one day. <laughs> one of the commentaries in the lexicon in Greek, it says, the level of God's plan demonstrates he is the Lord of history, always in charge. And we see in, in John chapter one, verse three, in the message, it says, everything was created through him. Not one thing came into being without him. Glory to God. God's plan and God's purpose go hand in hand. His plan and his purpose go hand in hand. There are some who have read Ephesians chapter one and verse 11, and they've turned it into a doctrine. Uh, some will call it predestination. Um, but you know, we have to read and take in the whole counsel of God. Uh, we've got to take it in uh, to know uh, that in the epistles, uh, in in throughout the epistles and throughout the word, we see um, here how Jesus came to the Jews first and then to the Gentiles. Uh, and it says that uh, uh, then Paul and Peter and Paul, Peter found out, wait a minute, the Gentiles are included in this. And then Paul, you know, got mad at the Jews because he's like, dude, the Gentiles are receiving it more than you. You know, that's the book of Romans is written in that way. And so um, here's the thing about that doctrine is, is not correct because the predestination that it's talking about is like a prearrangement. Some would say that the predestination means, well, only a few, these set people are destined or predestined for he heaven. The rest, you know, who knows? You know, some people have taken that and made whole doctrines about it, uh, selection and all of that. Well, 
the only individuals, if you read the whole counsel of God and read the word of God, the only individuals who are excluded from the established and decreed plans of God are the ones who exclude themselves by not believing in him and by not receiving his plan for their lives. That's the only exclusion the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, his plan, his purpose, his decree are for anyone who will believe and receive it. For anyone who will believe and receive it. You know, it's for every single person. Whether we walk it out or not is dependent on us. And so if you look up back on an Ephesians chapter 1, and you go back up to verse nine in the message translation. It says, he thought of everything provided for everything we could possibly need, letting us in on the plans he took such delight in making. He set it all out before us in Christ, a long range plan in which everything would be brought together and summed up in him, everything in deepest heaven, everything on planet earth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The reality of the plan of God for our lives is in Christ. And when we are born again, we are made new creatures created where in Christ Jesus and so reading Ephesians chapter 1, verse 9, 11, 12, we see that God laid everything. He laid out the plan of your life and my life. He thought of everything you and I could possibly need to fulfill his plan. And then he lets us in on the details of his plan. And he took great delight in putting those details together. He, it says he took great delight in that plan and in that design. And he was very specific. It says where his masterpiece in Ephesians 2.10, where his masterpiece, he is the grand overall designer, G-O-D, hallelujah. In 2 Peter 1, verse 3, it tells us we've been given everything that goes into a life that pleases God. And so how many of you know that God is pleased when we fulfill his plans? God is pleased when we walk out his plan for our lives. Amen? Yes. And so it tells us in 2 Peter 1, 3, we know what's been given to us or the details of his plans. How? Because they are in Christ. And so we've got to be acquainted with who we are in Christ, who Jesus is. That's good. That's good to know who Jesus is. But then you have to know who you are in Jesus who you are in Jesus and what belongs to you because you are in him. That's what we need to know. It's not just knowing Jesus. You need to know that you've been brought into Jesus now and who you are in him and what belongs to you because of your union and partnership with him. That's 
discipleship. That's how the gospel will transform your life and my life. Hallelujah. That's how I can walk out his plan. And then this is why we can pray for God's will to be done in our lives, in the lives of our loved ones, in the life of our lives of our family members, because God wants us to know his full plan and purpose. He wants us to know that he's not withholding any information or revelation that we need to fulfill his plan. He does not hold that back from us. He withholds nothing good from us. And good is knowing how to walk out his plan. And so if you look at Isaiah, I know lots of verses. We're Christians. We read the Bible. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. In the Amplified Classic, it says, but No weapon. Now we love quoting this verse. We can quote this. We have a song. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. No, no, no. It won't work. Ooh, that's the first time I sang in like three weeks, guys. All right. So no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We, co- we quote this, but look at the rest of the verse, but no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against you, think of what we just talked about at the beginning here with these pastors and these ministers against you in judgment, you shall show to be in the wrong. This peace, righteousness, security, triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, those in whom the ideal servant of the Lord is reproduced. That's Jesus. Remember, he made himself of no reputation, but took upon himself the form of the ideal servant, and we are reproduced because of him. Amen. And so this is the righteousness or the vindication for which they obtain from me. This is that which I impart to them as their justification, says the Lord. (laughs) The message says, but no weapon that can hurt you has ever been forged. It's not been made. There is no weapon that can hurt you. It's not been made. There is none. Any accuser who takes you to court will be dismissed as a liar. This is what God's servants can expect. I'll see to it that everything works out for the best, God's decree. (laughs) This is the heritage of those who are in Christ. And Ephesians said, this is our inheritance. And so the inheritance that you and I have been brought into, that's what this heritage is. Uh, This is some of what Ephesians 1 verse 9 to 12 looks like in our lives, triumph over opposition to the plan of God that's in our lives. Hallelujah. Triumph over opposition to the plan of God that's in our lives. This is the favor of God working on behalf of those who are in him. 
who walk out his plan and purposes for their lives. It's easy to believe for the favor of God in your life when you know you are walking out the plan that he designed for you. It's easy to believe for his favor when you know that the details that he designed for your life are unfolding on the path that you're on. It's so easy to believe that's the favor of God. That's the favor of God. That's the favor of God. Hallelujah. That's how it should be. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Verse eight and nine, Amplified Classic. These are the verses that I went through too, one after another. I was late a little bit to get on morning prayer because of this. And he will establish you to the end. If you're still breathing, it's not the end for you. If you're still alive today, he's established you till the end, till the end. And if you're still alive today, you're not done. So keep you, he's, he'll keep you steadfast, give you strength and guarantee your vindiction, vindication. I'm sorry, vindication. He will be your warrant against all accusation, all indictment so that you will be guiltless and irreproachable on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. God is faithful, reliable trustworthy, and therefore ever true to his promise. And he can be depended upon. By him, you were called into companionship and partnership and participation with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Everything everything that God has planned, established and decreed for your life will come to pass. It will happen just as he said it will. If you will come into agreement with him and his plan for your life, you've got to live as you were called, and that is in partnership and in companionship with him. Got to live as you were called. You were called to live in partnership with him. And if you'll do that, every single one, every single detail, I should say, of his plan will come to pass in your life. You are in him. And everything that you need will be found in him. The moment you are born again, you don't find what you need in the world anymore. You now find everything that you need as a child of God in Christ Jesus. Job chapter 22 and verse 28 in the Amplified Classic. It says, you shall also decide and decree a thing and it shall be established for you and the light of God's favor shall shine upon your ways. Glory to God. Second Corinthians 13 and verse one, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, 
every word shall be established. And so here's what I got this morning. As I was praying, it came so strong within me. This came up so strong within me that God's plan for Father's House Family Church has already been laid out, established by him. The details have already been planned and decreed by him. You and I, as part of this body, are witnesses together. And as we pray, we bring ourselves into agreement with his decree and his established plans. And we call those plans to be, we call them to come forth and to manifest in Jesus' name. And we can decree and believe that God's favor is upon us because his favor always accompanies his plan. And we can decree and we can believe that provision, his supply is abundant because his abundant supply always accompanies his plan. (laughs) Praise the Lord. This is our inheritance. Hallelujah. This is our heritage. Glory to God. Believe it for yourself and believe it for this body. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. All that to say that. Glory to God. God always takes me. He knows I love details. He, God loves details and I love details. Don't leave nothing out when you tell me a story. Don't ever leave anything out because I love details because my father is detailed. I can't wait till he shows me and lays out the plans, his vision board for my life when I get to heaven. I can't wait to see what his vision board looks like for me. When he sat in the boardroom of heaven with Jesus and the Holy Spirit and said, we're making Maria de Grasa. (laughs) That's my maiden name. And here is what her plan is for her life. Here's what we plan. What does she need? What does she need? What does she need? Oh, she's going to pastor a church. What does that church need? What are the people that are going to be sent? Who am I sending to the church? We're sending these people to, what do they need? What is it that they need to help fulfill the plan? What is it? I cannot wait to see the vision board for Father's House Family Church in heaven. I can't wait till he shows me all the details. And I commit, I commit that there's not going to be anything on that board that we're not going to do, that we're not going to have done and finish. We'll be able to stand there and go, oh my goodness, I'm going to be doing dancing a little jig. We did that with your power, with your favor. We did that. We did that. We did that. We did that. And you got the glory for it. I can't wait. I can't wait. Our father is so good. And his plan for us is absolutely amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And it's when he shows me these things as I do what I committed to him to do, to pray. I can sit down with my Bible, open it up and look at these scriptures and that revelation ain't going to come. It won't right now because that's the season he has me in is okay. You took all last year and you committed to me to be in the word more than you've ever been. And I did that. I did that. 
And so this year we're not, we're not discounting or dismissing the word because you see, he showed me the word, (laughs) but it starts for me in this season as I give myself to praying in the spirit, because the spirit of God is who knows God better than anybody else, but his own spirit. And so the Holy Spirit, as I pray, is the one who digs deep down into my heart to find the embedded plans of God for me and brings that up to the surface so I can pray it out. And so I can get revelation on it so I can get our next step so I can get my personal next step so I can know what I'm equipped to do so I can know what the supply is. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, so we can know it, so we could do it. And so it's coming as a result of prayer. And so I thank him for that. And I said, we're going to get together and pray because again, you're, you and I are witnesses together. We're witnesses together. And so we're going to, uh, not come together to say, Lord, this is our plan. And, you know, we want you to bless it. No, 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 no. We are going to pray together in the spirit and we are going to call forth and decree the established plans of God for us. He already has the plans established. I just need to get a glimpse on what's his, on his vision board for me. I, I just need him to show me what's on your vision board. What's the next step for me? What's the next step for Father's House Family Church? And if we'll come together and be witnesses, it says that you will declare. I want to read that again to you. We're going to close here. Hallelujah. (laughs) It says, you shall also decide and decree a thing, and it shall be established for you. And the light of God's favor shall shine upon your ways. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word, and we're going to add of God be established. Let every part of the plan of God be established for father's house, family church. And so I will get you, um, the date that we will be praying together. And, uh, you know, initially, I was, I was following the direction of the Lord. I I believed, and I was uh, going to open it up for just my leadership team, Uh, but we'll be praying together uh, as well, but I'm going to open it up to anyone who want to come. And so I will give you information about that. And I don't care if a bunch of people come and we don't have any room. I don't care. I don't care. We're going to, it's, it's not to be comfortable. We're not having food and coffee and drinks or anything. No, 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 no. We're coming together to decree and declare, call forth, uh, the plan of God to manifest for this church, the full and complete plan of God to manifest, uh, for this body. And I need your help with that. As your pastor, I'm asking for your assistance with that because it, uh, he's talking to me. I, I'm loving what he's talking to me about, but there is no plan coming together without the people that he sent to this body. And there are more people that have not come yet for whatever reason, but we're going to call them in, but we're going to call them in because they are part of his established plan for this church. They are a part. Their supply is needful for this body. 
And so we are going to uh, do that together uh, by maybe Sunday. Uh, I'll let you know and give you details about that. So it will be two weeks out at least, two weeks out. Uh, we may do it on Wednesday evening, uh, something like that. Uh, we won't go live though. This is just going to be in person, uh, in a house, in person. And so uh, just I'll let you know when and we'll get together and we'll do that. Amen. Glory to God. I don't know if you saw it, but on the screen when we have the announcements going so far, uh, we've as of uh, this past week, we have $21,453 for funding the dream. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. $21,453 has come in. Our goal was $30,000. To be quite honest, the, the broker said, you do $20,000. And he said that would in itself would be good. And yeah, $20,000 is great, but 30,000 is better. So we put it to 30,000. So technically we reached the broker's goal. Hallelujah. But we're going to keep going. So as the Lord directs you uh, to, to sow into the funding, the dream project, you just do that. That moves our bottom line from good to great. And so uh, that way, when all is said and done and we go sit in front of a bank, because we're going to be sitting in front of the bank, uh, you know, they don't care if you're a faith church. They don't care if you have faith in your name, father, you know, we're building God's house. They don't care about that. They don't care about how the favor of God works in the town and the town supporting you. And this, they do not care about any of those things. In fact, there is a trend right now going on. Our broker is the busiest he has ever been in the, the in the last 10 years because banks, local banks have stopped giving to churches have stopped lending to churches. They do not want to lend to churches anymore, especially think about it. COVID hit, guess what happened? And so a lot of churches defaulted and stuff. So now uh, churches have been working with banks for 20, 30, 40 years. And the banks are like, sorry, no more money for you. And so thank God we have been with this broker for a year now. Uh, he's been working with us. We know him. They know all the banks that work with churches. We thank God for that connection that we got through Pastor Gary Cassie. Uh, he's just been a blessing to our lives. And so uh, he has been so busy because of that. And so, uh, and, and, and banks don't care. They don't care about, but we're a faith church. Ooh, ooh. You know, they don't care. <laughs> they don't care. So, you know, they're going to ask how many butts are in the seat on Sunday morning? How many people give, what are your giving units? And you say, what are giving units? Well, how many people give every week in your church? And it's like, well, you know, we have this, that come occasionally. I didn't ask you occasionally. How many people give consistently in your church? Because they, we don't have, you know, an income stream from another source. And so, you know, we've lost people that don't come consistently. We have people who don't give consistently. And this is not for condemnation or anything. I'm sharing with you what we're going to be sitting in front of and why this fund in the dream is important and why we're doing it. Because uh, consistency means everything to them. How many people come? So, you know, uh, you say, well, you know, our average is this. Well, you got to have an average. You don't have 120 people in your church. You know, that's the, the baseline they look for. And so then you work back from there. Okay, fine. You don't have 120 people. Do you have 60 that come consistently? Uh, no, uh-uh, no. Uh-uh. How many do you have? Well, sometimes we have 30, 28, 59, on good 80 on Easter. That doesn't work. 
Think about it. If you had a business and the money coming into your business was, you know, well, some weeks I make $100,000 and other weeks I make nothing. That's the, the, the banks don't, they look at that and they go, Ooh, so, you know, it, this is when we say it matters. Consistency matters, doesn't it? And it matters in everything. And yes, we're a church, but we're a business in the state of Massachusetts. And so this is what they look for. So this is what we've got coming in. Uh, and so we need the people that God has called to this church to come to this church not for the supply and the dollars and all the financial supply. We need their spiritual supply of faith because we believe God. God supplies the need. And so, but I need your supply of faith. <laughs> I need everyone's supply of faith. You need my supply of faith. Amen. We need our supply in that way. And then we know that as we believe God, he'll supply our need according to his riches and glory, but we all have to come in faith. Amen. And so, uh, this is just kind of the things in the natural that we're, that we've got in front of us and things that we're working on. I just want to shed a little light on that because we've asked, we've been asked questions, you know, what do you mean going from good to great and, and increasing that bottom line? Uh, when, you know, we do that and it's consistent, uh, it just, it helps bring all that bottom line up. So it looks, it looks good. They also, which is a good thing, count our online audience and the consistency we have with that. That's counted as a service and everybody who watches and I get statistics on that. I can easily break that down. Uh, and so they count that now. And so that's a blessing. Uh, cars in the parking lot. How many cars do you have? Everything counts when you are building. It's amazing what they count. And so um, I'm just grateful to the Lord for his plan, his established plan, his provision, his favor, hallelujah, believe for it in your life. Amen. Believe for it in your life. Don't let those seeds go unwatered by not speaking and calling forth the favor of God in your life. Amen. You are connected to the work of the Lord, especially if you're sowing seeds or if you've sowed any seed, you have a connection. And so don't let that go unwatered. Let that harvest produce in your life. Amen. Glory to God. Bless the Lord. Thank you for joining me. I hope you got something. I, I'm just stirred up in the Lord. I really am. I'm stirred up. I hope I explained that the best way I could because it was just like a little puzzle that God was putting together for me and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I was blessed. I'll send myself an offering <laughs> as brother Jerry and Jesse would say, bless the Lord. I thank God for his wisdom and his understanding. I just bless his name today. He's so good. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you all for joining us. And, uh, you all have, I'm just trying to see if anybody else joined. Hey, Lena, God bless you today. Glory to God. I think I got everyone. Bless the Lord who said hello. Yeah, consistency is key. His abundant supply always accompanies his plan. Amen. Amen. Yeah, don't pull up your seed. Amen. Yes, we thank you, Lord, for your favor. And favor is a blessing from the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. 
Yeah, thank you for joining. If you'd like to give, you can go to our website, fhfcma.com. You can give there. You can give through PushPay. You can bring it on Sunday, whatever you would like to do. But uh, as you give, don't. Uh, don't just throw it away and say, this is just, oh, let me give this money to the church. No, give it to the Lord. You're better off giving it to the Lord <laughs> through the church, but to the Lord, because the Lord is the one who has all the blessing. Amen. He's the one who multiplies the seed. He's the one who, who brings and helps you bring forth the harvest. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, we'll see you uh, tomorrow morning for morning prayer for those who join us. If not, 